Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Hi, I'm Isaac. And I'm Angie Tolpin. And this is a response to Brenda Davies' God is Gray. Stell and other Christians that might have reached out to us over the last few months. Or didn't and are just interested because they saw the episode we did out of love, Mm -hmm. which included our family. I wish I could just say Angie and I, but included actually our family. Megan's voice, Solomon's image, and Mm -hmm. so forth. So, um, And it was surrounded around child abuse, not directly targeted at us, but we were defamed as if our content would lead to something like that. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go through quite a bit, but we're only giving our perspective because that's actually the only perspective we have. That's right. And we'll share all about that uh, and we'll go over a lot in this. But let's do a quick review. How did this start, Ange? Um, Well, actually, I remember the day that it happened like it was yesterday. Um, We were shooting podcasts and... um, and then all of a sudden this video came out that God is Gray had put out. And it was the one titled, We Did It Out of Love, where she was interviewing um, a couple's daughter who we went to church with. And this daughter had accused her dad of child abuse. And among many things, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> many, many different things. And... In that video, she used content that was mine um, from over the years, and um, she's very cleverly used it, actually. Um, It was very deceptive. And she basically tried to tie us in and loop us in to look like we were there during the time that this so-called alleged accusation of child abuse was happening, meaning that we were at their church during that time when she was growing up. Um, And there were a bunch of other couples that we have known from when we did go to church with them for three years. Obviously, we said this in our public statement, just that if any of this is true, our heart goes out to Stell. This is crazy, but we didn't see any of this. In fact, we barely know Stell, and she was an adult when we were going to church with her parents, and she was we maybe saw her a handful of times. Mm-hmm. We'll go into that. Yeah. So this episode comes out. A few days later, her, we put a statement out. But leading up to that statement going out, um, another Instagram Live interview with Stell happens um, where they're talking about all of us. They're, they're Primarily, though, defaming me. Defaming really. you I mean, as well. Yeah. And we launch our statement and that comes out. That was deleted by Brenda shortly after. I will show you a clip of it because, of course, mm-hmm. we have a recording of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it... it it is troubling because a lot of the God is great community came out and attacked us and claimed we were child abusers and that the things we teach lead to that, which is the farthest from the truth. Mm -hmm. If anybody listens to any of our podcasts with context, not just Mm -hmm. taking out a sentence of it and putting it on YouTube, but actually listens to it, Mm -hmm. they will see that we're loving parents. We're giving wholesome, good biblical 
scientifically based knowledge and people love it. Mm -hmm. Five star reviews on iTunes. People love the content and God has really blessed it. So we're getting Mm -hmm. attacked. We didn't delete or block any of the messages because we're completely innocent. Which is interesting. I just have to interject there because all throughout this, she did accuse us of deleting and blocking people. And you guys, um, there were commenting on not just our posts and not just our ministries. Um, Instagram handles like the posts, but they were also following and harassing our teenage children and and commenting on their posts. And that still continues today. And it's what almost three months after this video. Um, And so there's definitely cyber bullying that is happening um, to our teenage kids um, because of the God is grace, false accusations. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm talking the stuff that people put in those comments is horrendous. Like, for example, one person actually said, I hope your whole family gets COVID and dies. That you just don't, that, that is insane. That is pure evil. We've done nothing to deserve it and we'll prove it. So we put a statement out, um, then nothing happens for a while. And we decide, wow, the only way we're going to be able to solve this is if we file a lawsuit. But before doing that, because, of course, we don't want to do that, uh, we just want the episode down because it's defaming us. It's not opinion. It's pure defamation. We'll talk about those definitions a little bit. And so um, we put a cease and desist letter out there. And um, and then Brenda, which we appreciated, emails us. But how can we trust somebody asking us to do a Zoom call with her when she's, she's cut, cut up. up all of my videos and spliced like two words from over here in this video and put them onto four words here to make a totally different sentence where it looks like I'm super intense the whole time. And like, I literally, I wanted to be able to communicate with a reasonable person. Like that would have been my heart to first do totally. that. But I... She never came to us. She lied in her first video saying that she did the Matthew 18 approach that her and Stell came to people. It was the first we had ever heard of any kind of of accusation of anything like that towards her parents. And we did not even have a close relationship with Stell. Like we didn't have her contact information or anything. And, And we'll talk about that more later. But what was so devastating about this is just the blatant lies mm-hmm. in the video and about that so us. many people are being deceived yeah. and they just believe whatever they listen to on the internet. And I just, I have to tell you, you guys, there is massive false teachers out there in the world and you have to be careful. Yeah. So, um, we're getting harassed. Uh, that st- public statement, which was, I sent directly through Instagram to Brenda and others, um, that contacted us, wanted to know what's going on or said horrible things to us. Um, she never responded. Um, that was uh, uh, op- trying to open up communication with her. No yeah. response at all. And we, months went by. We must have our law firm sends cease and desist letter. Um, she emails us a nice email asking mm-hmm. for that Zoom call, but there's no way we're going to do that. So instead we respond and simply ask, are you going to do what we've asked? Which is very, very simple take the episode down. This is clear defamation against us. These are why, like even in the the cease and desist, you guys, she didn't even bother. Like she shows only parts that are going to help her perspective and what she wants you to believe. She doesn't share the whole truth. And this has been covered by lawyers and legal documents, you guys. She doesn't bother to tell you where there's lies 
that have been said about us and she doesn't correct those with her followers. She just continues letting people believe the evil things that she has put in their minds about us. So when I email back, then she, instead of responding, what she's going to do, whether she's going to take it down or not, she makes another episode showing the legal documents and then really making us out to look like bad Christians. And we're literally have no other option but to do this, we run a parenting ministry. It's how we support our family. The 30 days after this happened, um, our revenue went down 38%. So this is a major deal. And it's not about the money, but it's about the legacy of our family, which we've lived out biblical truth and are teaching sound doctrinal things and wisdom and experiences to people that is helping thousands and thousands of people. And so instead of that, she does this, this video saying we never responded, we never tried to solve this amicably, which is a complete lie. And Stell continues to say she knew us and grew up with these exact people. Actually, if I could get the little quotations, I would put it around there because she said it two times in the second video. I grew up with these exact group of people. And that's actually not true. Which will we'll prove, prove to that you. with documents and all kinds of So we're gonna go through that. Evidence. What nobody knows is that we wrote an eight-page letter, a very nice letter, very clear letter, a very factual letter to Brenda mm -hmm. after that second episode, still offering to solve it amicably mm -hmm. and even not is sharing that we're not as concerned about the money request we had for our legal fees. We just want the episode down and to talk to us about what she could do. And instead of hearing something back, nothing. we hear nothing. Nothing, and actually, how long? That's been a few weeks yep. now. Instead, she yep. secured a law firm, and it's heading that direction. So we're left with no choice but to pursue a lawsuit. It's been three months. It's been mm -hmm. absolutely devastating to our family. So you guys need to understand something. Um, it's This kind of thing is never easy, and the, the Bible does talk about persecution, um, and that when we walk as Christians, we'll receive persecution. And persecution is one thing, okay? And yeah. there's a definition for persecution, right? Where people are going to be um, saying bad things about you because of the way that you live for Christ, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And there was some of that in the video. There was yeah, actually there was some, some of that. Um, but that's not why we're moving forward. We're tough. We can handle opinions, people not liking what we're doing, mm -hmm. people disagreeing with our stance on things. No problem. We can handle that all day long. Does it feel good? No. no. <laughs> this isn't about feelings. This is about truth, clear <laughs> defamation of character, which is different and we'll talk about. Yeah. But I will say that there's a distinction, though, about um, between persecution when someone by association accuses you of a crime or alludes to the fact that what you teach would lead to a crime. Yeah. Okay. And especially a crime of child abuse. That that cuts very deep. Okay. And the reality is, is that Stell nor Brenda know us personally. Okay. They don't know our children personally. And, you know, while Stell has met some of our kids a few times, she does not know us as if someone knows someone, okay? Yeah. And so a lot of the things that she was saying, we were literally like, are you kidding me? Where is she getting this from? It's yeah. so odd. Um, and so 
for us, it, <laughs> this is a two-hour YouTube video, the original one, right? And then I don't know how long the podcast is. Um, it took us a long time to weed through all of that. And to be perfectly honest with you, um, mentally, it broke me for a while. Yeah. And um, sorry. This has been what you've stood for your whole life, which is biblical truth, encouraging women to be awesome moms. I, um, I'm going to just say one thing that this is not about us as much as it is about the name of Jesus Christ and being mm-hmm. a Christian today. You guys, when I got saved, when I dedicated my life truly to God, all I wanted to do every day was just to be a missionary. And I wanted nothing more than to shine for Jesus, to be kind, to be a good citizen, to lead others to him. Mm-hmm. So the thought that someone is using me and my name and my brand, which is really the Lord's, mm-hmm. as an example of being evil, not persecuting Christian ways, but as an, an, an image of evil, which is what child abuse is. It literally broke me. And I didn't know how to respond for a really long time. Well, it was looking like our ministry's over. That's how we support our family, and that's what impacts so many people positively. But what I did is I showed her and our family the truth, which is the 20 minute video that they took five different cuts to equal a total of a minute of footage wrapped into their narrative of Stella and Brenda talking, leading into the dangerous teachings of the Pearl family to, to stitch together, to make her look more intense, to change the meaning. And it's very compelling. It's and when I showed it to you, what happened? Well, of course I bawled my eyes out. Before that, I'll be honest, like I, I didn't really know who I was anymore. I, I didn't want to do ministry anymore. I just wanted to take everything down because I don't know why it just, it's not like I did anything wrong ever I just I don't like conflict that's true about me and I've struggled my whole life with being a people pleaser that's true too and I try really hard to be a light I try really hard to be courageous and do the right thing even when it's hard and I just guess I never thought that we would ever be no. accused of anything like this or 
or be attached to anybody ever accused of anything like that. But it just made me feel really lost, I guess. And I... And when you saw the the purposeful cut of your content to to take the old the meaning truth and change it, it into and... a different meaning narrated by others also. Right. When you saw that. I cried out of joy and out of thankfulness, thankfulness, because out of all of my, out of everyone, my husband was the one who believed in me and what God had been doing through my ministry for such a long time, yeah. for 12 years. Longer than that, because I was in church ministry yeah. before that. It's what I went to college for. <laughs> like, I... You really stepped up and were my protector in that. And and then when you shared that with me and the kids, like, the kids were like, see, Mom, I told you. And, like, they were hugging me all week long. And I just was depressed because I felt like my life's work was ruined was raped actually i felt like my ministry was raped yeah it's the only way i can put it and when you showed it to me then i got really like this really gross feeling which i don't even know what to compare it to but it just felt icky like it it felt and it was kind of scary and eerie to be honest with you and i I still get the creeps just thinking about it. And I know like it it's it's hard because for the last three months I have not been myself on Instagram until like this week I woke up. This week I finally was like, that's it. This is my space. I'm not gonna allow all the witches and the atheists and the progressive Christians to come and haunt me and spew lies at me and shout at me and shame me in my comments. This is my space. I need to stand for truth. I'm not gonna be bullied anymore. And I but it took almost three months. Yeah, this is devastating to the ministry that God is doing through us. It's devastating to Angie, obviously to me. Uh, it is devastating to relationships. And uh, we. it's devastating to our time as we have to field so many questions and so forth. And we've been nothing but straightforward and candid with anybody who asks us. But And which, by the way, I have to say, has taken hours and hours hours and hours out of our time like i can't even tell you guys yeah so it is it is really challenging and we're left with if someone defames you and it destroy it's destroying your business and it's destroying your ability emotionally to even do it anymore and it's false and it's purposely made to make you look evil and what you're teaching is evil and is completely false what else can we do but file a lawsuit now all we really want is her to take it down and apologize i mean i'll be honest Absolutely. like i i want an apology because what she did to me was completely i mean if she's truly yeah 
like a reasonable person, it would make sense. I have been offended. <laughs> now, now they hopefully they see this, but in the second video, um, where it looks like they're trying to get Christians against us, they say, "What's it's kind of like? What's your deal, Tolpins? This video wasn't, wasn't about, about you. you. Well, why did you well, if it point wasn't, us out? Then why did you fourteen put us in times?" It? And directly and several more times indirectly and lie about us that still threaten grew up us, with us that you were going to go and, through more of our videos us and purposely change content to make us look like our teachings lead to child abuse and where every bit is evil is the person you're accusing of a crime. How could you possibly say this is not about us? This cuts deep and it's wrong. And in America, freedom of speech is there for a reason. But this isn't freedom of speech. This is defamation. And that's why the Bill of Rights are there. Not only that, but from a biblical perspective, the Bible speaks very clearly about things that the Lord hates. Proverbs 6 says that there are seven things that the Lord hates. Yes, six are an abomination to him. And you guys, one is a lying tongue. One is haughty eyes. One is someone who bears false witness. Mm-hmm. One who stirs discord among brethren. <sighs> what Brenda Davies and Stell did in that video accomplished all of those abomination things that the Lord hates. Now, hey, if child abuse is real and it's true, that's terrible. We would never condone that, ever. That's in our statement that anybody could have read. There's a link below. So in this video, we will cover... Why what Brenda Davies and Stell did was defamation. It went way beyond opinion. They're saying it's just opinion. It Absolutely is, yeah. not. not. It'll be provable in court if we need to. And evidence of defamation, we'll show it to you. Okay. We're also going to share evidence of lies by both Brenda and Stell. And, and the and truth, truth about our stance on different issues. Right. And well, then, well, then we're going to talk about the lawsuit and ways you can help. Um, stand for truth. So let's talk a little bit about our background. So we've been married almost 21 years. We have eight kids, ages two to age 20, uh, two girls, six boys, incredible kids. And we have, obviously we've learned things over the years, but we have been so consistent in our stance on parenting and marriage since the beginning. In fact, you could find people that knew us 20 years ago and know us today, and they would say, yep, that's the Tolpins. That's who they were then. Yeah. That's who they are now. They just look different. I think it is terrible that my parents are being pulled into this video drama because they have not done anything wrong with their parenting. And I'm getting people messaging me on Instagram on my posts that are completely not about parenting because I don't have kids. And they're saying things like, tell your mom to stop supporting child abusers when we have never supported child abuse, ever. And I just think that that is extremely offensive. And I think that it is super uncalled for because my parents have done such a fantastic job. And I think that people, if they really look at what my parents talk about, if they really look at what my parents teach, and if they look at our family, they're gonna know that we do not teach out of fear. They don't parent with fear and they don't like enjoy disciplining us 
because that's something else that I have had brought to my attention. Like we, they are not sadistic in any way. And I don't think that we have any sort of psychological harm because of how they parent because they do it really well. Here's the thing. I am willing to go to court to make this right if I have to. I want to make sure that this video goes down and that we get a public apology because my parents don't deserve anything that happened. Their parenting strategies aren't at all what the video made it seem. And my mom is so kind and so gentle and so encouraging. She is nothing of what that video said. That was complete cutting her up and putting into one video to make her seem evil. And that made me extremely mad. I was confused. Like, this is not my mom watching this. I was like, what the heck is happening? This is pure evil. And I just want to make it clear, I will do anything to defend my family and to make things right and to make sure that justice is served. So as we know in anything, there can be ditches on either side of the road. We talk about this a lot in podcasts. We talk yeah. about it in our parenting program. We call them pendulum swingers. Maybe that phrase is bringing a few people that you may know to mind. Um, and this can happen with any kind of lifestyle choice, you guys. It can yeah. happen on um, – it, it's basically the extreme – the extremist views of anything, right? And the reality is, is that we've seen it in the homeschooling movement, right? Yeah. We've seen it with a patriarchal um, mindset slash yep. way that men are leading their families. Taking biblical roles into the ditch. Right, yeah, we, to, which would be taking it to an extreme, okay, on this side. But we've also seen it on the other side where it goes completely unbiblical in roles to where the opposite partner right yeah. ends up being totally um demasculated as well right mm -hmm. where you have extreme feminism on this side right and i say extreme because they're both they're both extremes and yeah. so biblically we have always tried to land in the middle and find that place that god that sweet spot where we are yeah. honoring to one another, working together as a team in our marriage, Amen. and holding one another accountable. When we got married, one of the v one of the viewpoints that we both had, like initially, and we've taught this so many times, you guys. What you don't know, maybe don't know, is that remember when we were doing those choose growth marriage seminars, mm -hmm. we were teaching social media accountability within marriage. We were yeah. teaching accountability that that God placed you two as partners in a team and you are you become one when you're married. Yeah. And absolutely equal in value and a team to do the work that that's the Lord right. has for you. And you both need to hold each other accountable. So yeah. to accuse us, which this is the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this was one of the accusations, right? Yeah. That men don't have accountability and that the women can't think and which by the way, I just have to say if you even watched that video clearly i don't line up with their description of a, the the type of woman that they're describing i mean We've that never, alone should have been a red flag to anyone watching right as we they see me. have never taught anybody to look at biblical roles that way and to ever look at women as less than and nor have we ever lived that way so I think that in the midst of this, people are probably asking the question, what is the actual definition of defamation, false light, and what is considered opinion and what is okay free speech? So maybe you yeah. could help us understand that. Well, it's super important to understand the difference. And it's interesting because the first episode where all the damage was caused against us um, was <laughs> very, very much defamation. The second mm -hmm. one, once they realized were serious about clearing our names of the wrongdoing, they were very light and 
saying we were just sharing our opinion. Right. Okay, they had obviously so been counseled by... Absolutely. Yeah. So let's just look at... So an opinion... I'm just taking definitions. So opinion, a view or judgment formed about something mm-hmm. not necessarily based on fact or knowledge. We can all agree with that. That's an opinion. That's actual Were definition. there actual just opinions in the first episode? Yeah, there were some just opinions. Mm-hmm. And in the second one too. So... But there was also defamation. Here's the definition of defamation. The act of communicating false statements about a person that injure the reputation of that person. And the reason there's proof of defamation, which we'll go into in a little bit, is that there's proof of changing Angie's content to fit their narrative of child abuse. Right. And then there's also the element of stealth actually lying and saying that she was even using the word factual i grew up with these exact people so it's based on a premise of lies saying that we had firsthand knowledge of being there when she experienced harm which is flat out not true and we'll show you evidence documentation of this Mm -hmm. now false light the purpose of false light is to protect someone's mental or emotional well-being while the other one is about Um, injuring the reputation of that person the the false light is is this affecting the mental condition or emotions which absolutely has and there's several distinctions that determine false light uh, which this uh, lines right up with okay and you can look that up so let's go into one of the first issues that really is problematic Uh, shortly after the episode obviously the god Mm -hmm. is great community starts you know reaching out to us on social media asking Mm -hmm. questions and some of them were very vulgar Right. And harassing. I mean, really, it was, I've called it cyberbullying towards our children, but really it was harassment. And us as well. Yeah. And it was emotionally difficult to deal with that because we were still in the process of like literally being in shock and how do we deal with it? We'd never heard of Scott Gray before. We barely know Stell. We only met her a couple times. around when she was growing up. So all of this is strange. And then it's being an association drawing us into claims of child abuse, which is a crime. Right, which is totally different than like persecution of faith or whatever, right? So this is a big deal. So she further fueled the harassment by claiming that when people reached out to us, we were blocking them, we were deleting their posts and nobody else would see them and so forth, which we, I can't speak for anybody else, but we did not do. In fact, all of them are still up on our social media in a post by God is Gray on Instagram. Um, as you can see, to everyone asking, yes, your comments are being ignored, deleted, and blocked by Dale, Angie, Isaac, and Jen. Yes, Matt, Lisa, Audrey, and Jeremy are actively ignoring the allegations while promoting their books on love. I'm heartbroken and stunned by the cowardice of this home church community. Join Stella and I for Instagram Live at 5 p.m. PST. So this Mm -hmm. is leading up to this Instagram Live. This is a complete lie. So we decide to attend the Instagram the live. live. Yeah. And well, you did. I was cooking dinner. <laughs> and I decided to send a link to our statement to every single person that reached out to us, to God is Gray as well, mm-hmm. through Instagram. Um, and we were the first to put a statement out. And what was great is actually that Brenda read the statement during the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was bad is that they were still propagating this false true this this falsity about us that we're blocking and deleting which was mm-hmm. angering people against us so i messaged somebody one of the god is great people to let brenda know that i refute that that we have not done that mm-hmm. and she actually admits that she was telling a lie mm-hmm. and let's look at that 
Yeah, someone says maybe others across everything and looking into it themselves. At least one can hope that's what they're doing. But if people are deleting it, blocking is just to see what's happening. But the deletion and the blocking, you know, even people earnestly, people earnestly came at them. People were not saying, hey, you're all child abusers. Like, what's up? People were saying, hey, can you please address what's been brought to light and give us your take on it? And then to be like blocked and not have access to even an answer to that is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Do it. Um, someone just said Isaac Tolpin wants a shout out to say that <laughs> they're not blocking or deleting anyone. Um, you, yes, I do, I do appreciate that there's been a response and I do appreciate that they're not ignoring this. Yes, I appreciate it. And I do appreciate that they're not blocking and, and hiding people's voices. And you know, what's interesting about this as well is that um, she kind of fluttered her eyes and was kind of caught back a few times in the Instagram live because I think she was caught off guard. She wasn't expecting truths to be revealed, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think it really caught her off guard. But the reality is that she didn't really do her real research. She yeah. never came to us. So in the video, she says she did the Matthew 18 approach and that they talked to everybody and they didn't. Um, in addition, regarding this blocking and deleting, what's so funny to me about that particular accusation, which is so, I mean, this is childish, right? Like yeah. we, we, we actually don't even care. of her people. The, exactly. That's the only reason why we're bringing it up because we could care less if people think if we're blocking and deleting. However, that's actually what, like you said, fueled more of her followers to come and harass us in the comments in our posts on social media. Um, not only that, we also got emails um, and so I just there was this aspect though that is kind of laughable to me because if you guys knew us in person, yeah. um, one of the things that I have I've been learning to be courageous and yeah. but my husband always has is that he never deletes anybody's comment on anything. That's actually been a huge like standard that he's had the entire time we've been on social media. In fact, not only does he not delete it, you guys, he goes and he likes people who likes their comments when people are being disagreeable with him. And it's like, that's just what you've always done. Yeah. So for them to accuse us of not doing that just shows furthermore, like they really don't know us. They really have no idea what they're saying. And, and it's just evidence of the careless nature and reckless behavior mm -hmm. of this, which again, you know, grouping us in all together. This, this making an thing is personal to Brenda. Mm -hmm. And so she's being careless. Ingesting all of this information, listening to all of these podcasts, pulling all the clips that I did for the video um, was very difficult for me because, you know, religious trauma syndrome is real and it's something that I identify that I definitely have. So hold on, I'm trying to read this before, but um, we don't go to church with the Jacobsons and the church we attend is no affiliation with churches Matt Jacobson and Dale Partridge go to. Um, and that's fair. They said, we never said Matt and Lisa Jacobson were our mentors, which I did correct in the video. I, I misspoke. And then I wrote a little note in there saying, I believe I misspoke on this. I believe they're just friends. Um, so I did notice that and call that out in myself. Okay. So we're going through just a few of the situations of many, 
Mm-hmm. I think there's over 17, 14 direct and several indirect mentions of us in this episode that are incredibly either false light or defamation. Right. And so one example of that is when she takes material and uses like a couple words to try to fit her narrative or twist the meaning, not sharing the full content, which you guys, obviously if she's finding one tiny little piece, doesn't that mean she's watched the whole thing so she knows exactly everything we're saying and she's choosing just to take a portion, tiny, tiny little bit to fit her narrative. And that's the definition of defamation when you know what's true and then you change it using somebody's content. So, you know, we're not going to talk a lot about this, but our four-year-old son, Solomon, was shown in this. And you could say... In the first video that she and, made. And our Megan's yeah. voice was uh, played. You could say, well, you publicly put that on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a positive light that's accurate to the context of the content that's very positive and biblically true. But this was put into something that connotates child abuse, child endangerment, doctrine that's evil. Yeah, that truthfully, is yes. putting our kids... In In danger. danger. Absolutely. Okay, I have to just, I'm going to interject for a second. Sorry, babe. But like that, when I saw that kind of stuff, the mama bear was seriously rising up in me. How dare, how dare anyone twist and turn and manipulate our content using our kids' images in such a foolish and unsafe way. That is not caring for anyone, especially when you don't know them. There is zero evidence of wrongdoing on our part. And you have twisted this wrongly. So let's go into the next false claim. Okay. And this comes from a podcast episode. Raising Biblically Strong and Submissive Daughters. Which is about 30 to 40 minutes. I re-listened to the podcast episode, which all of these things we talked about that are from our content are linked below. Mm -hmm. And I encourage you to listen to it Mm -hmm. because it is awesome. It is very favorable of women. I mean, guys, raising biblically strong and submissive daughters, strong. <laughs> like, yeah, our daughters are strong. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we're talking about what we're talking about. But what, mm-hmm. they're, what they're twisting after Megan reads scripture and they just took that little cut and then they go into there's this dangerous hierarchy in the Tolpin family where Isaac is the only direct communication to God and whatever he says about the Bible is what is truth. As if we don't have our own Bibles and we don't know how to read. Are you kidding that me? That is not how okay, our home so works. Do you want to know how it works? Actually, honey, let me just tell you. So everybody in the world is actually responsible for their own relationship with God. Which you probably agree with. And that's what we live yeah. and what we teach our kids. So yeah, when they don't know how to read, we are the primary people who read to them, but actually their brothers and sisters read to them and their grandparents read to them and they hear it in church and I they hear it all the time. You probably read the Bible to them more than I do because yeah, you're with them all day. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality is, is that we all actually have a direct connection to God. And so, so if you don't experience that yourself, that's really There's been sad. many times uh, where I'm going through the Bible and... I don't know exactly what it means. And we're ta- discussing it together. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times you'll even ask people for their opinions and what other verses they think of, or you'll go, I, I don't know what this is. Anybody got any ideas what this is talking about? And there's or- a lot of times where I do know exactly what mm-hmm. I'm talking about and I teach it, but I don't think it, you know we're supposed to have every perfect answer. 
and no, be the end-all No, that's the opposite all. of what we teach in the yeah. Courageous Parenting Program too, you guys. Actually, <laughs> we... So t- if you listen yeah. to our content, you would understand we're absolutely not like that. I'm absolutely not like that. In fact, I can think in recent memory mm-hmm. where I'm talking about John and I referenced the wrong John in the Bible and Kelsey corrects me. <laughs> I remember. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Thank you, yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. And that's just how I roll. It's like, and sometimes it's the boys that'll yeah. bring it up and go, actually, dad, you know, like, but this is the thing, you guys, like I, the, the claim that she makes in this first video about a hierarchy in our family where it's, what is it? It's well, you and then and then Me, you apparently and then, and the then, sons. then there's the sons and then there's the daughters and then the daughters Are i've never kidding? even heard of anything like I don't that. Even, does that i don't even think that has a name i don't even know what that would be but that does not exist in our family never has and it's not in any no. of our content you're completely twisting uh, a podcast episode and you also wrote a beautiful blog post we'll Thanks. put the link to that too below. yeah the blog post was about encouraging your daughters to build their brother's self-esteem and which you know what I've also taught the same thing about brothers encouraging their sisters. And when you read the article, it actually talks about how regardless of what gender to raise up strong sons and daughters for the Lord in their generation, like it's very balanced. And so to take one sentence that's like, oh, and it teaches them how to build up a man, right? Like, and to take that completely out of context, I mean, yeah, shouldn't women be okay with being able to pat a brother, a husband on the back and go, hey, good job. Likewise, they do that to us. No, 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 no. In the world that we live in now, it's like, (laughs) let's demasculate them. They're worth nothing and we want all the glory. Okay, that is not biblical either. That's not love. I have seen families who lean patriarchal and my family is not one of them. I have never felt like I needed to submit to my brother's um, I've never ever felt like they were in authority over me. In fact, I was, as the oldest, I was often the babysitter growing up. And um, it would be up to me to make sure people were, you know, getting their chores done, doing their homework on time, um, that the chickens got fed, and stuff like that. And I have always thought there was a good balance of making sure everyone feels heard and that we let our brothers speak but we are not silencing ourselves at all we definitely are very vocal my sister and i we tend to chatter a lot at home we love to talk um but yeah i've never felt any sort of weird submission or subjugation at all um they don't have any say over what i do and they never have i love my brothers and a lot but i don't submit to them in any way like that um i can be very controlling and I need to be careful of that, and I know that, and my parents have encouraged me in that, and to, it's okay to be strong and powerful, but to know that you can't control your brothers, and you can't just talk over them and constantly tell them what to do. They're more quiet. I mean, us women have like 30-something thousand words a day, and men don't have that many, and so just be careful about that, but I don't submit to them at all. Love is when you are actually appreciating and valuing what is in each person. Amen. And that's what we teach our daughters. That's what we teach our sons. That's what we teach everyone. And it's not wrong to believe in biblical roles in marriage. It's, it's just not dangerous wrong either. to fall into the ditch on either side. So if you read any of our content about marriage, you will find that we're very biblical and we're not falling into the ditch.
The biblical version of submission is often misconstrued, and a lot of people in the patriarchal movement misuse it and abuse it. And I think that my parents have done a really good job of finding a good, respectful balance. My parents have a great marriage. Um, they're a great team, a real power couple. Um, they even each other out really, really well, and they value each other and each other's giftings and each other's skills. And I just see them in good communication, making compromises as needed, and I really appreciate that example. And I don't see any sort of oppression on my mother. She is very good at being wise with her words, and she is very well-spoken. My mom is a very outspoken woman. She's very passionate. She gets very excited when she's talking, and she loves to share her ideas with people. She loves to share her knowledge and her wisdom, and my father has gotten really good at listening to her. He's always been really good at listening to her. My father also has a lot of wisdom, and obviously there are going to be disagreements in marriage, and my mom does a really good job of submitting to dad when she feels like it is necessary to. But it doesn't mean that he misuses that or abuses that or will make decisions without her. And if we were to talk biblically, the Lord has his own saying for it. It's called false witness against a brother or then, a sister. And then what's super dangerous and concerning is tying us then into the pearls next by insinuating mm -hmm. that we're following their direction to hide from the authorities and how to hide things from the authorities. We have no fear of government. <laughs> We have no fear of the authorities. We've yeah. never had any run-ins with the authorities because we parent well. We love our kids. We treat them well. We respect them. Mm -hmm. Our family is super, super healthy. Anybody that knows us, knows of us, listens to our podcast regularly mm -hmm. in the Parenting Mentor I mean, Program. It, before this stuff even came out, we were like on podcasts recommending to people to read the scriptures about submitting to the authorities, to the governing authorities. So it's literally laughable that she has this in her first video. But it's incredibly dangerous because it is directly in, in tying us to abuse and saying that we do, twisting our content to, for that narrative, and then tying us into the Pearl family. We remember seeing them on the news. Yeah. I don't even... I mean, it was way back when. I think mm. she puts in her video when. Um, and going, oh, well, we need to stay away from that. That looks dangerous. So we've never read their book on parenting. We've yeah. never, we have no idea what they're teaching. We've never recommended it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so to tie us into that is incredibly dangerous. Like There's we've... no evidence of that anywhere. Right. We run a parenting online ministry. We sell parenting courses. So it is incredibly detrimental to what we do. Mm -hmm. And it's on purpose to damage us. Yeah. But what's interesting about the whole the whole thing is that it, the premise is that Stell is blaming her dad, saying that he always was teaching those things yeah. and that we must therefore be doing the same thing. And, we, and, we, and I yeah. just have to say, like, we actually never, ever heard them, her parents, ever mention the Pearls never or their book at all in the three years that we did go to church with them. And we weren't mentored by them in parenting or marriage as our public statement says right and guys to clarify with that like our kids were a little older when we started going to their church kelsey yeah. was 16 years old and we only went there for three years upon which we were going through a lot of stuff with the business going under and i had a miscarriage and almost yeah. died there was a ton of things that we were dealing with that we weren't really we were pretty occupied <laughs> 
during that <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. I think, too, the, the funniest part about this, though, you guys, this is just laughable to me, is that if we were running from the authorities, why in the world would we have such a public platform? I mean, really. Yeah. It's kind of like how she puts videos of me teaching, and I, I'm pretty... Like, obviously, I'm a thinker, right? I consider myself someone who loves to read and yeah. learn, and and I have a teachable heart. Um, and so she puts this in there along with her message of these people are dangerous. They don't want women to learn. They think they're only good for having babies, getting married and having babies. Yeah. When in reality, like, the videos that are in there alone should prove that that's not true. Brenda directly mentions us. Call out the potentially lesser terrible couples in this group being Dale, Veronica, Angie, and Isaac and say, no, what you're doing is also abusive mentally and emotionally. You're telling your little girls your purpose is only marriage to be submissive to a man. It's not okay. This is not what we've ever said. There's nothing on record of us ever saying this to anybody personally, to anybody online. It's completely false. It's a twisting. Of- it's a twisting of the biblical message that is there for marriage but we don't like we've never taught our little girls that their only purpose is that they're going to get married my parents are really really good at encouraging all of us in who we are and how we're all equal and we're all different in our own ways no matter what gender we are we're all humans and we're all created in god's image and they do a really amazing job at encouraging us in that area as a woman who has a lot of ambition and a lot of dreams and I want to go to law school and I want to be able to do something good for humanity and for God and I want to be influential and I want to do great things. There's also this part of me that really desires to be a wife and a mother and part of the reason I haven't really turned down that road right now is because I haven't decided that I've wanted to get married to anybody I've met so far and I think that's perfectly fine and my parents have supported me and they will continue to support me. I'm extremely confident of that. And they are so happy for me. And they only show that they are extremely proud of the decisions that I've made. Very supportive of my direction. And I know that they really care about me and my future. And they do not impose any sort of plan on my life as far as marriage or kids. And so I feel like I have the freedom to date whoever I want to date, whenever I want to date. And I have personal convictions about what that will look like, and I will stick to those, but that is my convictions. Yeah, so my parents um, are really good at making sure that they're not controlling towards anything I want to pursue. They've never been that way ever, and that's what I love about them. Um, They see my dreams and what I want to pursue, and they encourage them, and sometimes my dreams change, and that's okay, and they believe that's okay and um I love to do art and so I'll like go to coffee shops and art do art projects with friends and just chat and get coffee um I'll go paddle boarding down the river and just have fun with people and they're definitely not controlling over my life they let me live freely that's not ever been anything we've ever taught our girls and I we're only speaking for ourselves here, but this was just the fact that they literally are calling out the lesser abusive couples and then they put our name in there. Come on. That is just so desperate. It is a desperate plea. And I don't, 
you guys, you have to understand something that I like when I hear this kind of stuff, it's so against the core of my mm-hmm. deep personal convictions. Amen. I, we have a biblical marriage yep. and I love my husband and he loves me and we equally submit to one yep. another out of love mm-hmm. and out of obedience to Christ. Yeah, when there's big decisions, guess what? We talk about them. And if I have concerns about things or if I see something, I I hold my husband accountable, which is the opposite of what they say we teach. And we, when it comes to big decisions, there are times when someone has to make a final decision. And she trusts me. No good business, no church, nothing runs well unless someone makes the final call. And she trusts me because leadership is about being a servant leader. It's about listening. It's about taking in everything. It's about loving people. It's about casting vision. It's about creating safety. It's about letting people be exactly who God made them to be and encouraging that in them and encouraging their unique life path and not imposing Hours on them. them. My younger siblings are being parented the same way I was, as far as I can tell. Um, And I'm 20 years old. So over the 20 years of my parents' parenting, it seems to be pretty consistent. And nothing has changed in their parenting style and strategies since they went to the Klein Falls Church. And they were only there for, I think, less than three years out of 20. Um, so I think that my parents already had like a solid system down and I see it as super successful, super productive. And we're not afraid of talking to our parents. We're not afraid of, you know, going out and trying new things and stuff like that. Like my younger siblings are very well behaved and not because they're afraid, but because they've just been taught to be good and they're happy. They're just so joyful all of the time. I love hanging out with my youngest siblings because they're just so happy. I mean, like, we'll go out on the trampoline and we'll be jumping and sometimes I'll have to, like, remind them not to, you know, push each other over or make sure that they're keeping a good distance. And they're such good listeners because when you actually talk to a kid with respect, they tend to listen a lot better than if you're just lashing out at them. And that's something I've learned from my parents. They have taught me so much, and I'm really, really happy that I have them as a good example for when I have kids. I've seen a lot of fruit in their life, and I see my siblings as people who are very well-rounded, respectful, happy people who are going to do great in the world. And I don't see any reason that their parenting style should be attacked. So one of the hardest parts that we really need to talk about um, regarding these videos and... um, the God is Grey videos that have come out is in regards to Stell and her accusations of um, of that actually imp- they implicate us. Okay, the implications of us being in her life when she was growing up. Um, there is direct quotes that she says. She says things such as. Um, I'm hyper aware of this group. Mm-hmm. She says thing, and, and that was in the first video. In the second video, she said two times that I grew up with this exact group of people. 
Um, and obviously that main video was actually in regards to Isaac and I. Here's what she said. Um, I'm hyper aware of that group. I grew up with them. I know these people personally. I'm definitely not fabricating any of these things I was saying or embellishing them. Okay. So obviously we have... <laughs> So the beginning of this video, you guys, we said that we are only speaking for us. Yeah. And we are only speaking for us. We do not claim to know anything of what her childhood was like. Um, and, and we're not defending we're not anybody defending else anyone. because we can only speak to our experience. And when we were going to the church with the Jacobsons, their youngest was 10. Our oldest was 16. And we've already been parenting for 16 years, almost 16 yeah. years in Portland, four hours away. Right. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> the thing that's so hard about this is that when someone is able to look into a camera and they're able to just blatantly lie, and then they say something like, I'm not embellishing this. I grew up with these people. <laughs> and insinuating us directly Insinuating that we were there when she was growing up and that we just stood by and let things happen, her accusations happen and like whatever that whole, the thing that's hard about this is that we actually weren't there, you guys. And so, yeah, she is lying 100% and we're going to prove it to you in this video. It's very, mm -hmm. very easy for us to prove because we have, we are about to celebrate our 21st wedding anniversary. Um, and the first almost just, one month shy of <laughs> one month shy of our 16th wedding anniversary was when we moved to Bend, Oregon, yeah. um, to Central Oregon. And before that, for all the years leading up to that, we went to larger churches, yeah. actually, an even mega church. We were involved non, in ministry, non denominational churches, Acts 29 churches, churches yep. community churches. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so we were involved with ministry, all different kinds of ministries. Yeah. We have lots of deep, personally rooted relationships in the, the Portland, greater Portland area. Yeah. Okay. A vineyard um, we planted. Family, still actually, my family, because I grew up in Portland. Um, and we, yeah, we owned our two homes, which is easy to prove and show you guys that we lived in our, our first home in Happy Valley for six years. And then we lived in Damascus on the vineyard for the next nine and a half years before we moved to Central Oregon. And so when we moved here in 2014, um, and that literally was, we just had our six year anniversary yeah. living here in Central Oregon, we actually didn't go to church with them right away. It was almost two full years, almost. Yeah, it was just we were, a few months we were going to a local... Acts, Acts 29, 29 church, church here that we really yeah. enjoyed. And, and I was really involved with, um, I, I actually led their women's retreat and went through the biblical friendship course that I have. And um, there were multiple churches of Acts 29 churches where hundreds of women actually yeah. gathered in Sun River and can testify that I was there running that women's retreat. Um, and then... Um, we had our son Solomon, our seventh child, okay? Yeah. And he was just maybe five months old when we started going to their home church. I remember how old he was, and I remember the first <laughs> Sunday that we were there because our business was going under. And so Isaac introduced our family and shared that our 
business was by the way we're super (laughs) candid if you listen to our podcast we've shared this story we share our wins and losses what we learned from them we're super transparent with the world we have no fear of anything in the world and so it was 2016 when we started going to the church and the best we can tell because we don't know Stella, we've only met her a handful of times when she was visiting Mm -hmm. she was already an adult but in 2016 um, she was 21, as far as we can tell. We actually don't really know. We know that her, I mean, our daughter remembers going to a birthday with her. And- the insinuation that my family was around when Stell was at home um, or like growing up is completely ludicrous to me because I was with my family growing up, obviously. And I grew up in Damascus, Oregon, which is about three hours north of where she grew up. And I didn't even know her family existed until after we moved to Central Oregon um, when I was 14, in 2014. And I know at that time that she was in her late teens, I believe, and we didn't like immediately go into like close community with her family at all. We didn't start going to their church until 2016, which happens to be the same year that I went to a birthday party of Cambria Jacobson's and Stell was present. And I know she was 21 at that time, two years after I met her, because she ordered alcoholic beverages at the restaurant we were at. And um, so by the time that we met her, she must have been around 19. And by the time we were going to her father and the other people's church, she was 21. And she wasn't going to the church while we were there, as far as I know. I've only seen her a handful of times in person, and I've only talked to her like two or three times. So she always seemed cordial, um, but I don't really know her that well at all. In the first episode they put out that involved us that we're referencing here, Stell herself states that she was 17 when she moved out of her parents' home. That would mean... That was like two years before we even moved to Central Oregon. And then that would be four years before we even joined the church that the Jacobsons are going to. Which would make her 21 years old when we started going there. So it is absolutely crazy that we're being included in this and said that we were around. When she was growing up and that she grew up with this exact group of people when we didn't even know them when she was a girl. She was like 21 years old when we started going to the home church. And right here, let's Um, just look at some of the proof. Of course, we have documents that we owned our homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just look at a PGE bill. And here is a mm-hmm. health insurance bill from Regis. You can see our Damascus address. Damascus is a suburb of Portland. Mm-hmm. Portland and Damascus is almost four hours away from central mm-hmm. Oregon mm-hmm. and over a big mountain pass. And we rarely ever in those 16 years came here, maybe a handful of times. These are all dated 2014. Yeah. And we moved in August of 2014. So mm-hmm. there's verifiable proof And what's unfortunate is this is turning into a legal matter. And because Stell is completely lying, it breaks the whole foundation of their argument argument that we were mentored and grew up with her and stood by and watched this and that Mm -hmm. we have the same beliefs and that she would even know that. Or, or even know us. Or even know us. We met her a handful of times, maybe one conversation with her. She was already an adult. Uh, and so, um, the, there, like Isaac said, there were a few handful of times that we were at events that she was at with other mutual friends that were um, 
from the surrounding area. For example, in the second video, they showed a picture of her and I with another woman standing in between us. And I had to think on that, that picture for a while. And I think that, um, one of the pictures was of a, at a birthday party at Greg's grill. And there was a bunch of mutual friends that were actually like, if you, if you wanted to find out who was represented there or what churches were represented, there was probably six different churches represented of random people who were all meeting for the first time. So I don't know if you've actually ever gone to an event where you've met people for the first time, or maybe you see them again for the second time or third time. That's actually, it was an acquaintance type of thing. Right. And so we had mutual friends and we were at this thing. We by no means were going to church with them when those pictures were taken. Um, I mean, obviously because we were at a different church and we have friends at that church that can verify that we went there. We respond as fast as we could because yeah. it was atrocious to us. We're like, where did this come from? This is not true at, about us. And, and it's not she, true. How can she claim to know us? And she, cause she doesn't know us. Yeah. And so, but we needed time to, to reflect, to talk to a lawyer. And, um, that ended up being really important, but we did come out with a statement four days later. So we just thought that we would read the response that we wrote to God is Great and to Stell and that entire community. Regarding the accusations against Matt and Lisa Jacobson, we listened to the entire episode and our hearts go out to Stell. Mm-hmm. It is devastating for us to hear her testimony. If what Stell is describing happened, it is horrendous and tragic. It mm-hmm. is clear she is very hurt and our heart hurts for her too. It is the opposite of what we believe regarding marriage and parenting. It's also not what exists within our family culture. It is deeply unfortunate that we were included in the episode with no prior contact to us at all. It took a couple of days for us to respond because of initial shock and conversations with our attorney. Every mention of us in the context of this narrative is clear defamation of character, twisting things we've said out of context and blatant lies by Stell and Brand- Brenda Davies about us. So here are the facts that are in complete contradiction with what Brenda and Stell have shared about our family. Stell did not grow up with us around. We lived in Portland and the Jacobsons lived in Central Oregon while she was growing up. We didn't even know them during that time. We attended church with the Jacobson family for a short period of time during our 20 years of marriage and church experiences. During that time, Stell was already an adult, and we only saw her a few times. We have no way of knowing if this happened, as we didn't know them while Stell was growing up with the Jacobson family, or while any of their kids were young. During the time we did go to church with them, their youngest was 10 years old, and we only witnessed Matt and Lisa Jacobson being loving parents to their four kids still in their home. We don't go to church with the Jacobsons, and the church we attend has no affiliation with the churches Matt Jacobson and Dale Partridge go to, or unlearnedchurch.org for that matter. We have never said Matt and Lisa Jacobson were our mentors. We didn't learn any of our parenting or marriage strategies from them. We despise the depictions we saw in your video about Michael and Debbie Pearl and are vehemently against what they teach and stand for. We have never used their book and have never recommended it to anyone. We never gave Brenda or Stell permission to use our kids' images, voice, or, and our intellectual property. They have attempted to damage our ministry in good name by using them out of context. 
We do believe that women are absolutely equal and valuable. If anyone listens to our podcast, they will clearly see this. We also believe God designed marriage with different roles, but in no way should the difference lead to a lesser treatment of the other. Mm -hmm. We've raised our daughters to be strong, capable, and they are independent thinkers who will have great impact in the world. But they are also raised to value being a mom and loving their families. No difference than with our sons. In fact, our daughter, who is a government major, has most of our university paid for right now through academic scholarship and by being an honor student as well as working while in school. We don't believe in overly controlling our kids' lives. We live in a neighborhood. Older kids know and spend time with all kinds of people, have their own opinions, and Mm. friend groups. Isaac and Angie Tolpin. So... That was our response statement, which is why we were reading it to you. Which we got no reply from Stell and no reply from Brenda. In her second video, she is blasting us once again for not communicating, for not responding. When she wasn't ever like in communication with us. So is this not a letter that clarifies things? would cause question about what Stella is saying, at least in regards to us, that would... would Like if somebody really wanted the truth, they would actually look for it and they would find easily by looking at our stuff, oh, wow, they lived in Portland for the first 15 years of their marriage. Whoa. Yeah. Big red flag. Because <laughs> this is, fa- at least by dragging us into this, it's founded on us being around while Stella was there and it's founded on us turning a blind eye to abuse. Which is what a lot of people were shaming me for in my comments. They were coming to my page and going, how dare you? Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you for being there and not ever standing up for her. And I'm like, the only time I was there, she wasn't even there. Like, and she was an adult. I don't even, you're expecting the impossible from me. We didn't even know them until we moved here. It's because the way our content was defamed and twisted made people believe we were evil. And that's defamation. And it made people believe that we cause child abuse by what we teach, which is completely not true. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd read this to you because even though when this came out during the live that Brenda and Stell were doing on Instagram, um, they Brenda read this during the episode, which I appreciated. I'm like, great. She's reading it. This is awesome. We're but proud then of wasn't this wasn't she kind of skipping but, around? And- but then they bewhittled it and they mocked it and it was weird because here we are making a statement there's no evidence of us doing anything wrong and they're like <laughs> and then and then the response is they want us to respond but then they don't even listen. brenda asking stell hey it says they didn't even live here near you when you were growing up is that true still and then stell acts confused let's just Listen to it. Even though it was deleted by Brenda afterwards, I have a full recording of it. So let's just listen to this part. It took a couple of days to respond because of initial shock and conversations with our attorney. Every mention of us in the context of this narrative is clear defamation of character, twisting that out of context and blatant lies by and Brenda Davies about us. Here are the facts that are in complete contradiction with what Brenda and Stella shared about our family. Stella did not grow up with us around. We live in Dickinson lives in Bend while she was growing up. She didn't even know them during the summer. Is that true? 
Uh, you have to repeat it. I didn't hear you. The the audios. It um, might be if you disconnect your phone from the uh, the internet. I don't know if that will help it. Okay. Is this any better? Um, Savory did not grow up. She lives in Portland at the time. And while she was growing up, we didn't even know them during this time. They're saying they were in Portland at the time? Um, yeah. Uh, they literally regularly cross-promote my parents' stuff. They're in regular contact with them. They completely understand everything my dad teaches. And I do know them personally. So... As far as growing up, my dad, again, here's, here's the thing. If they don't believe in corporal punishment, then come out and say that. Okay. So they're, they're saying, so they're saying they had no contact with me when I was growing up. Is that, is that the, the main part? Yeah. They said they only knew you as an adult. And what is, I don't know. Now, by the way, this Instagram live was deleted afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I have a full recording of it, but it just proves again, you can tell that when what they're she's saying caught is not in, true. When they're caught in their half, their, 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 their truth, right? Like the, this, this is the dangerous part of what society says, right? Like what's yeah. your truth or whatever. No, there is a truth actually. And you can't change history no matter how hard you try to change your narrative the truth will be revealed. Yeah. And because God wants his truth revealed, he actually does want people walking in the light, as you guys say, right? And so yeah. here we are walking in the light, sharing with you that we lived for the first 16 years of our marriage, not even knowing Stell or the Jacobsons. And so the accusation that we were there while she was growing up and we stood by and did nothing while child abuse was occurring or whatever is we completely were, absurd. And we were mentored up in our parenting and marriage by the Jacobsons. That's absurd. We already had fruit in those things. We already believed what we believed and learned all kinds of things. And we, before we even met the Jacobsons, we've taught marriage seminars. We were looked at as people to go to and learn about parenting. I was parenting. speaking at homeschool conferences before we even moved to Central Oregon. You already had a blog. You were a best-selling author of a book. I mean, For it's, years. So, you know, I'm a professional speaker at the time in the business world. And you guys, we're not sharing this to be prideful. We're just sharing the truth and the reality, right? And then Brenda says, uh, and I will just tell you, as a fact-based truth, that these are the people that outwardly say, this man has mentored me. We have never said that. You could not find a single soul that we've ever said that to. And yeah. that is not true. We were not mentored in parenting and marriage by the Jacobsons. It's just not the case. No, we did go to church with them yeah. for three years. And our younger sons did have friendships with their younger sons, for sure. Um, and while we were there, like our statement says, while we were there, yeah. their youngest son was 10 years old when we started going to their fellowship. And actually, this is something we haven't mentioned. Over a year ago, we planted a church and have not been at their fellowship since then. So it's been well over a year. And, and when our, we planted that church, it was independent and autonomous. Everybody understood that. Otherwise, we would not have planted the church. Yeah. We felt it was very important. It was a standalone, not connected in any way to any other church. And it's God's church. It's not even ours. And the church we go to has its unique culture and 
freedoms and biblical truth that's mm-hmm. preached, and you know, there's a nuanceful differences, I'm sure, in every church. And so it's just crazy to tie us into all of this. It's, it's dead I mean, wrong. yeah. I mean, ultimately, what's really sad about all of the accusations that Stelle puts in there is that she comes across as if she knows a lot of things, but the reality is this really shows how much she doesn't know. To another aspect mm-hmm. of the second video that was really hurtful to me, at the very end of the second video, they go on about, uh, Brenda and Stell go on and on about how no one reached out to Stell after that video. No one could, mm-hmm. no one contacted her to see if she was okay or to try to talk to her. And you know what is really sad about this situation? I never had her contact information because we were not ever friends. We were acquaintances because I knew her mom and dad and we went to church with her mom and dad, but she did not go to that church. And I think that (laughs) for truth's sake, you guys need to know that we actually did try to get her contact information. We have proof of those email attempts of trying to get her contact information to which we were denied by family member. And so like it wasn't for a lack of trying. We tried. And we've tried to communicate with Brenda. There's an eight-page letter I still haven't heard from her about mm-hmm. um, in the last communication. Yeah. So it's just really covering these things. And over and over again, it's been revealed to her in the Instagram Live when uh, Stell uh, looked very much like she was lying when she was asked directly by Brenda. Mm-hmm. We've stated it over and over again. Now we've proven it. Now we're going into a court situation where, unfortunately, unfortunately this yeah. will be... Stella will be committing perjury mm-hmm. if she continues to lie because it's a provable thing. Yeah, I, I don't even know what the and it breaks the term complete that, foundation but... of the argument and it adds to knowing this truth and further <laughs> adds to that this is defamation. Yeah. And all we want really is for this to be down and our names to be cleared with an apology. We have mentioned our demand or request for Brenda, Goddess Gray, to remove or take down videos and podcasts where she mentions us. And we thought it would just be beneficial to clarify the technical request that we actually have for her, which is a little bit different. Yeah, we actually are demanding that Goddess Gray edits any claims or association of our family, the Tolpins, out of any videos or podcast episodes. We're not saying she has to remove any claims or statements about anyone else. Towards the end of the episode, Stell talks, and I'm just going to read, says, all of these groups people believe the woman has to be quiet and dumb, and if she speaks up, even if it's a good idea, even if it's the right idea, God would rather have her be silent than say that. Practice ignorance in order to make God happy. That is crazy. That is not what we believe at all. Yeah. And so doesn't she also say in the video somewhere that she that all the people in the group think that the only purpose for a woman is that she gets married and has babies? That is basically. said a couple of times. It's Absolutely. said a couple of times. Yeah, I would be curious about that too. He's not. Because that's the whole point of it. It's again, it, it, it it's it's the whole argument that oh, like we they actually have the the freedom to do what they want to do. You've indoctrinated. You Angie literally used the word everything is indoctrination. She uses that phrase. They have indoctrinated their children to think that a woman her her role is to get married and have children, and that's where her worth is at. And every one of those couples are indoctrinating their young girls to think like that. And I would die on that hill because it's true. It's just, there's nothing about that that's not accurate. So 
it's amazing to me that you know the thing that's difficult about this is that <laughs> I just want to laugh that this is even even in there because it's the opposite of what we teach guys if you read any of our Instagram posts yeah. or you listen to our podcast or you've read our blog posts you know that this is not even close to what we believe or teach if you know me you know that I I mean I would hope that you would not call me dumb or that I don't think for myself um we I, absolutely <laughs> raise our sons and daughters the same with obvious differences that our females like some different uh, things yeah okay and so, our boys like different things but in terms of academics the same. Okay, but this so the thing is is they do draw out something that does exist in some places. Mm. We have seen it. We have seen that is a ditch. We were talking about ditches earlier. Yeah. That is a ditch that we've seen among some homeschooling circles where they will not educate the women because they do think that or they 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 put more energy into the guys. But you guys, you have to understand like we actually saw that and we have been so against that from before day one. Yeah. That is not who we are. That is not how God has designed us to be treating one another. We fully academically pour yeah. into both our girls and our boys exactly the same. In fact, just to give you an example, when our daughter Kelsey was 16, she wanted to go to Stanford for a summer program on law because she was super interested in law Yeah, with a co-ed event with kids from all over, I think a couple weeks, 10 days. Like, yeah, it was like 10 days. And something. we yeah. decided to let her go. She raised her own money for mm -hmm. it and she flew out there and went and there were um, – all kinds of crazy things happening um, that we don't need to go into. Yeah. She was with mostly people that didn't have the faith that she does in God. And she befriended people. She led. She debated. And she She did, did a great really, job. We really were so well. proud of her. And we, who would let their daughter do that if they were raising them up to only get married and have kids? Yeah, and I now mean, she's a government major at Liberty University. She wants to go to law school after that, and she values getting married. She and wants kids. to have a family and have yeah, kids. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I have had a lot of experiences where I've come in contact with people in all sorts of walks of life, and I've always um, sensed an attitude from my parents, and I've tried to copy it, and that is to treat everyone with respect and love and kindness, and to. Um, Make sure that they feel appreciated by you. Um, and if you disagree on certain things, it shouldn't really affect how you treat people. And I have never felt any sort of fear about people who are different than me. And I've never felt like my parents had fear about people who are different than us. And I think that um, they've cultivated a very healthy in, like, family culture where we talk about differences, um, but we don't ever act afraid of people who are different. We actively engage with people who have different interests, different beliefs on things, because we believe that they are created equal to us. I have had multiple opportunities to do stuff like outside of the home. I feel like I have been able to participate in a lot of activities that normal kids get to do. Um, my brothers do sports. I would have done sports if I showed any interest in it. I've done theater with um, a community theater in town. I've had multiple jobs since the age of 16. I would never say that my parents are overly controlling of their children. 
Um, and I really appreciate how much they have supported me in all the things that I've tried to do and wanted to do over the years. I was um, encouraged to follow my interests and my dreams since a very young age, as long as I can remember. Um, I showed interest in cooking and they wanted to help me start a cooking blog. I showed interest in sewing and they helped me start my own little like wallet sewing business. Um, I have done things like I've traveled to Stanford University in California for a 10 day law and trial camp because I was very interested in it. And um, they totally supported me the whole way. I was allowed to go. And I don't think that an overly controlling parent would let their 16 year old daughter go to Stanford University in California. And I really appreciate that opportunity. But they've always been very honest about what the world is like and they have open communication with us about the risks that we're taking um, or the opportunities that we have. They like to give us options, help us know what all of our options are, and I've grown up feeling a lot more informed about what the possibilities I have in my life than I think most people are. And that's led to a lot of really um, great decisions uh, that I have been allowed to make on my own after having conversations with my parents and with people in my life that I really respect and trust um, and with lots of prayer. And I'm now going to be a junior at Liberty University in Virginia, which is a couple thousand miles away from where my parents live in Central Oregon. And they totally supported me going. They love that I'm there. I love that I'm there. It's probably one of the best things ever. And I have never felt suppressed. I have never felt like they weren't allowing me to do something I felt called to do. And any allegation that they have is totally false. The, the concept of we let our daughter go to school, it's not yours to let. <laughs> she should be able to do what she wants to do regardless of what you want for her. And it's a cop out to say, oh, like she's going to this extremely Christian, extremely conservative school. Like, I, it's just, I, again, I know these people, I grew up with this whole concept. So they want to say, oh, we let our kids hang out with other kids. Yeah, who think exactly like you do. Exactly like you do. Not even like a little, does your daughter hang out with people who just, who are Democrats, who are pro-choice who are like anything diff slightly different no she doesn't no she does not you know we let our daughter go to school that whole phrase is wrong it's well like, i will out just to correct that it doesn't say we let her okay it okay. says we've raised our daughters to be strong capable and they're independent thinkers who will have a great impact in the world um but they're also raised to value being a mom and loving their families no different than our sons in fact our daughter who is a government major has most of her university paid for right now through academic scholarship and by being an honor student as well as working while in school um I mean so, she's been homeschooled yeah yeah so 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 does this person who I know and have met and hung out with and have attended church with does this daughter if she came to you and was like I actually don't want to get married I actually want to become a lawyer and uh defend people who are on death row is she allowed to do that Angie and Isaac is she? Um, gotta plug something real fast. Um, so yeah, because I would love to know that answer. Yeah. As a woman who has a lot of ambition and a lot of dreams, and I want to go to law school, and I want to be able to do something good for 
humanity and for God and I want to be influential and I want to do great things and my parents have supported me and they will continue to support me. I'm extremely confident of that and they're so happy for me and they only show that they are extremely proud of the decisions that I've made, very supportive of my direction and I know that they really care about me and my future and they do not impose any sort of plan on my life. So my parents have always been open about what's going on in the world and my dad is really good at protecting us to things that are more intense to the little guys but um, with us older kids he's super open about it and whatever he learns he loves t telling us and teaching us what's going on and I love hearing it and we all get to talk about it and have a discussion and they always listen to all of our theories or like like oh what if it's because of this and all this and it's really fun um, that always happens at the dinner table and I love dinner table family conversations or living room conversations. My parents don't believe that the only purpose in my life is marriage and kids, a family. Um, they have nurtured that and I love children and I'm really excited to have a family and be married and just be pregnant. It just sounds so fun and so beautiful and but I have other dreams and um, I am I have been raised equally to my brothers. They all have dreams. We all do. And um, they all are excited to have a family too. And so it's not just women need to grow up to be married and have a family and be in the kitchen. That's not at all what it's like. I'd love to be a midwife if colleges are still open and everything. And I think that would be really, really fun. I'm really excited for it. And um, I'm going to be going into this new season of life soon. I'm might work at like a coffee shop or something. I'm gonna be starting school. I'm gonna work a little bit for my parents on like Photoshop stuff and I'm really excited about it. Um, I love growing up, <laughs> especially in my family. You guys listen, this is, you wanna know what we actually believe from, from our mouth because we are, since the people that were doing the video don't actually know us, our personal belief is that every single person has been created with a unique purpose from God. And it's not that for means us to decide. You, yes. I don't know God's will for my kids. He knows his will for them. Do I want to do my best to prepare them and equip them for whatever is coming their way? Amen. Oh yeah. That's my job and I love doing it. And I'm on purpose and I try to teach them as much as I can. But you guys, we do have some collective purposes and yeah. One is the Great Commission. That's something that all believers can say for sure. They've been created and one of their missions and purposes in life is the Great Commission. That's a collective purpose that we all have as believers. Another collective purpose is to love God yeah. and to make him known and to love our neighbors. And the reality is, other than that, we can't actually claim to know anything else. Yeah, God does have a purpose for, for marriage mm -hmm. and a lot of people... Not all people, a lot of people, God's will for a lot of people is that they would get married and have kids. But that's not necessarily God's will for every single person. I mean, even in scripture, you have celibate people that are doing the yeah. ministry. And so to assume that you know what God's will is for your child and to be only parenting for that one thing is completely narrow-mindedly. We have been trying to be open-minded, yeah. giving our kids back to the Lord and preparing them for all things. And that includes marriage and parenting. And as you mentioned, as Brenda mentioned in the live Instagram, when she read our statement, 
that we did not let Kelsey go to college. She decided to go to college and we supported her. And we supported her. her. And we would have supported her if she chose not to. It's her life. It's not our life. Which, by the way, is another message that we have in Courageous Parenting, which is not to live vicariously through your kids and try to push them on the agenda that you want them to live on, but to give them the freedom to actually live their life. But we do agree. There's great danger in those people that go into the ditch and have a very narrow-minded view of their daughter's capabilities, value, and purpose in life. That just is not us. We've never been that way. My family is really relaxed. We're pretty chill around each other. We get very intense sometimes because we have a very, very productive energy and we love to like, you know, work hard and then play hard. Um, But we've always made it important to talk about things like calmly and rationally. And I think that we deal with conflict in a very healthy way. Um, We always have a chance to speak and to be heard. And I think that that's really important. And um, we always come to a conclusion where we all feel like we have said what we needed to say and then we recognize our wrongs and apologize. And I think that that kind of dialogue would not happen if we were in a fear-based family culture. So one of the most disruptive, damaging points in this first episode by God is Gray is when they took five small cuts from your 20-minute video from very different places Mm -hmm. to create new and changed meaning about what you said Mm -hmm. and what you meant way out of context. Yeah. And so let's go into that. The the worst part is that they claimed that what they were showing was that their narrative was true, that their narrative was factual, when in reality their narrative is false, totally wrong about what I believe, what we believe, what we've always believed. Um, And... I think that the creepiest part of this is that it they had to have watched the entire 20 minute video oh, yeah, over and over again to be yeah exactly to be able to cut and paste words and put them over here and to create an intense new meaning um and then they put in Stell's words anyway the whole point is that like that's the creepy part is that they knew the truth and then they chose to take some things to make their own new truth And then call it truth. And that's what's interesting about this whole thing is the only way they can use our content to match up with their narrative is to change it. Right. And it's unfortunate. um, That video is one of my... It's one of our most watched YouTube videos. It has been for a long time. I mean, I haven't Just rave people love it. And so when did you make this video and what did you make it for? Um... So I don't remember exactly the date of when I made it. I'm a detail-oriented person. I usually like to have the exact date. Um, It was right after we moved here to Central Oregon, and I, at the time, had been getting a lot of questions about homeschooling because our oldest was going into high school. Mm -hmm. I was homeschooling high school. had been homeschooling other than that one year when she was in first grade, and we had many kids that I had been homeschooling. Um, and I'd been blogging since 2008 and up until that point I had chosen to never blog about homeschooling. Mm. And part of the reason, um, you know, part of the reason was that I didn't want to get stuck into a niche of just a homeschooling niche. I wanted to be able to encourage all moms everywhere because I didn't have the perspective that everybody needed to homeschool at that time. And so, um, when we, things were 
you know, it was, we had even used private school. We had yeah. friends that were going to private school um, that were doing like charter schools. And so when I decided to do this video, it was a video for people who were considering homeschooling, people who had been homeschooling, or people who had asked me about it because they were knew they were going to start moving into homeschooling. So it was yeah. like for new homeschoolers, seasoned homeschoolers, and people who were Which is something it. I've seen you do over and over again. When you get a flood of questions about something, yeah. you'll create a video to address that because there's no way you can individually answer I, I can't, all these questions. Yeah. Yeah. And so you made... 11 reasons why we homeschool is right. that what it's called. I mean that that was what the original blog post was um titled it's still titled that it's on my website and the YouTube video that they cut and sliced up was created within the context of that blog post and the yeah. two have always been together they've gone together. I know um obviously they cut cut and put very intense parts together to really change how you look and feel. Yeah. When you watch that video which I redid after obviously I'm like, you we're, leave, it. we're yeah. leaving this up. I love this video. This is a great video. Yeah. And, and so, uh, and I had to literally show you that and show you what they did. And I think that it, was, yeah, it was, that was a really hard thing for me. Um, I never want to ever give anyone a reason not to love the Lord or I don't want to misrepresent him. Mm -hmm. I've always viewed myself as an ambassador for Christ and a missionary where I am. So the thought of anyone being able to even take any content that could potentially be a part of a narrative, regardless of if it, their narrative was true or not, the fact that they could even use anything just made me feel really icky made me feel like somehow I was in the wrong and I was really confused about a lot of things the whole thing was just overwhelmingly shocking and it created a lot of a lot of confusion about a lot of things yeah and so it wasn't That's until you um like I don't know if I shared this already or not but during that time I was I just wanted to take everything down and I, not because we had done anything wrong at all, but just because I didn't like the attack. I didn't like the conflict. The public well, conflict was there, so humiliating. There's a reason there's laws against false light and defamation because what it made you want to do is never put a video out again because somebody could come in and take pieces and change the meaning. And that's the very reason why it's illegal to do that. You cannot purposely change the meaning of someone's content and put it out there in your own narration mixed in to change what you're saying. And that's exactly what happened. And it's way out of context as well. You even say in the beginning of the video that, um, you know, it's a very balanced view, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, so what's interesting is that the content that they took about indoctrination, for example, which is the main portion of content in that that's little the clip. First clip that's the first clip that they used that they used from my video and in the actual real video which we'll put a link to that video because it's really important that you guys see how they took and twisted the content um and we don't expect everybody to agree with the content of the video but it's definitely when you watch that you're like oh, oh that's not what angie meant at all and they made her look like a, 
a monster, yeah. actually, that's like anti-government and and scared of other people. And it just is so the complete opposite of what I'm actually teaching in the video, if you watch the video. Um, so what's interesting is that I actually teach what the definition of indoctrination is. And if you go to the blog post, you can see what the definition is, which is the process of teaching a person or group to accept a set of beliefs uncritically. So that's the definition of it. But what the cut they used was whatever they are learning, it is by definition indoctrination. So that's how they started this segment. The original, if you add in the full statement, it actually said public school, private school, yeah when you're homeschooling them, whatever they're learning, it is by definition indoctrination. indoctrination. And so they like literally had to make a very clean slice, taking off my balanced perspective that all things are indoctrination. Because really, you guys, what I was, my heart in this was to call parents to become aware of what their kids are learning, all parents, and to recognize that there's a direct correlation between what our kids are being taught and the belief system and convictions of families. And if they are at odds with one another, that can create problems in the future. And so I was calling parents to rise up, to start taking a good healthy look at what their kids are learning and what perspectives are being taught upon those things which actually requires looking at the curriculum it requires talking to the teachers knowing what the teachers actually believe mm -hmm. because there are perspectives and worldviews that are impressed upon children um, when they're taught these things and if you don't know those things how can you know if your kids are going to grow up and believe the completely opposite thing that you would believe right yeah. and so um and what's interesting about this, you guys, is that this wasn't for the purpose of like, oh, be worried and scared. Like that wasn't what I was saying at all. It was nope. more like all parents should be aware of this, whether they're public schooled, private schooled, homeschooled, all teaching is actually considered indoctrination. And so by definition, so it's a very balanced view of the word, but they just took one tiny clip to make it seem like I'm blaming the government. And for then they something. took another clip in a different place and says, I don't want my kids raised by those people. So they took that out of a full sentence, which was tied actually it into earlier, part right? of a first yeah. sentence. And then Stell comes in afterwards saying the government is evil. So they literally had to have still say that because we've never said that. Right. And they cut two different pieces together to create something that really changed the meaning of this. Yeah. And it's it's unfortunate because um, I've, for, for years and years, like this is like one of the topics, this is one of the things I'm most passionate about is helping parents to understand the importance of teaching their kids, not just what they believe, but also what other people believe and why we believe what we believe biblically. That's the only way our kids are going to actually be equipped to stand strong in an uncertain world. And now here I am in this uncertain world having to defend what was a balanced teaching but has been chopped up and tr truly just it's been distorted into something that it was never. And then the next cut is whatever rights we don't use will be taken away from us. So I'm homeschooling and using that right right now, mm -hmm. hoping that my children will have that right one day. Mm -hmm. Now, when you just take that out like that, you don't completely understand it. If you watch what's around that and you watch the video, you understand that 
Angie is saying to leave a legacy by homeschooling your kids so that they believe in it and they feel capable of doing it someday. Right. right? That's part of it. Mm -hmm. In this way, it's still right in the future because so many people believe in it and actually still do it. Right. It's not a fear of government. Government is by the people for the people. Right. right exactly. So, but if people no longer do it, believe in it, then these rights could easily mm -hmm. be cast aside like anything that's not used right. anymore. Right. And we're seeing it. it all the time. Right. So we're this seeing... is like you're using it so that the right. Mm -hmm. So your kids want to do it. And so that more people are doing it so that it doesn't go by the wayside. Exactly. And it's not, again, it's not an anti-government statement. It's actually for practicing and actually being a citizen that uses the freedoms that the government has given us, Amen. right? Versus not using them, which is pro-government actually. And then Stella comes in right after uh, they take that out of context. No book compares to the Bible. Who's translating the Bible for you? Your father, the man. So, so that's really so interesting. just total twisting. That's we're not you're not talking about anything against the government, and then it goes into this lording over father figure that um, is translating the Bible for you, and no one else can have an opinion. Yeah, in the family. Mean, what what she makes it seem. It is that only the dad has a Bible and only the dad is reading the Bible and that's just not accurate. What's crazy too is we have so many books. Our kids read tons of books, all kinds of books, books that we don't agree with 100% of what's in them when they're in teenager yeah. years, right? Well, and we they have to read books on philosophy and, yeah. and yeah. different things like that. Because However, we talk about them. We do definitely um, warn our kids though because whenever you're yeah. reading a lot of man's words, it's easy to be swayed by man's ways and man's opinions. But hey, we do believe the Bible is the inherent word of God. Mm -hmm. We believe in the whole Bible and yeah. we're not ashamed of that. And we do teach our kids that. And yeah. that is not bad. No, it's not. And I, I would say too that to know your Bible really well is an asset. It's something that kids need to know. But can the kids disagree with me? Absolutely. Do we have discussions <laughs> about scripture? Absolutely. Do our kids disagree with us? Oh. Ah, that's a funny question. So <laughs> it's, it's definitely not what she's making it sound like. We've never been like that. Mm -hmm. And then Stell says, anybody outside of us is bad. And not only are we good, but we are right. It's a narration with your image, cutting right. your content yeah. to now make it feel like that is what we believe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not wow. the case. Okay, so yeah. that is and so that's arrogant. not anything that we've ever it's not anything that we've ever even talked to. They didn't have content for that because we don't believe that. Then it says, and then they cut to this other part, which is actually where you're actually, oh, yeah, you can put your kids in public school, but when they get home, find out what mm -hmm. they learned that's good, what maybe they learned that's not so good, mm -hmm. and fix anything that's not so good. And so the minute you get out of school, you're picking them up and you're discipling them and you're detoxing them off of any crud that is contradictory to what you believe. Mm -hmm. So what do you have to say about that? I agree with that 100%. The next cut... Um, you say, and they cut this out, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want my kids becoming like those other kids. Mm -hmm. So it's further saying, I 
don't want my kids around. They're, they're making it look like you don't want your kids around anybody. So this is the thing. They, they didn't take, again, they didn't take the whole clip. And what I'm talking about in this section, I believe, is the fruit in kids, right? Yeah. Being able to judge and discern fruit that's in children and, and being aware, right? And asking yourself the question of like, okay, when I'm making the decision. So I was talking over like some of the decision-making process that we've gone through mm -hmm. when we have decided if we're going to homeschool or not. Yeah. And it's largely like, okay, so this family doesn't homeschool this family does is there fruit what is the fruit is it good or bad what is that fruit is it good or bad and and looking at many different things to go okay what is the pro and the con here i need to have my eyes open it's just looking at another decision making factor yeah. and going okay so if i'm not seeing fruit coming out of the public education system then clearly that's not the route i want for my kids so they right. make you look super intense, finding the most intense pieces, clipping them together to create more intensity. Mm -hmm. um, they talk about how you talk about indoctrination falsely. They make it look right. like you fear government. Stell's intertwined a couple times. Yeah, I mean, that's not even part of the video at all. Anchoring things about your content, splicing yeah. these things together. And, and then it ends into going, talking about the pearls, um, mm -hmm. which is super damaging to a parenting ministry because of... You know, just the history of just allegations the history, and we've them. never read their parenting book or recommended it to anybody, mm -hmm. or we don't even know what's in it. We we actually don't know what's in it, and I don't I I don't even like speaking about it because I don't really know what to say, other than we don't recommend it, and so therefore we know we don't teach it, right? Yeah. We never once heard of Michael Pearl's books being even recommended when we were at the Jacobson And it, we were only there so. three years yeah. of our almost 21 years of marriage and parenting and church experiences. Yeah. Anyways, this is absolutely devastating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really, I think the thing that is the hardest about it for me is, well, one, just being like, I'm, I'm the ones, I'm the face actually. More so of anything. I mean, Stella, Stella's face is there. You don't see her dad very much, even though the majority of the accusations are against him. But then there's like me in video over and over again. So what do you have to say in the second video with Stella and Brenda when they said, what's the deal, you guys? We didn't even make it. A, it's not even about you guys. They have no idea how. They have no idea how damaging this has been. I don't even want to go into all the details because I know I'll just cry, but it's been really hard. Yeah. It's been really hard. It has uh, been a permanent damage to our reputation, relationships, revenue, and our legacy. Our family's last name. Which we've always been so careful not to fall in the ditches of extremes. That's what we teach. And then you contort our content to make us look in a way that we've always, our entire marriage and parenting, stayed away from. It is not right. And therefore, we have to take action. Our only recourse, because Brenda has not responded to our eight-page letter, even though she makes it look like we're not trying to solve this amicably. We totally have tried to. 
We've totally communicated. It's her that is Every not time we've back. given a response, there's not been a response back. I mean, we and waited one time, two months. I got one time she gave a response back. Yeah, it was when she got the letter from our lawyers, the cease and desist. But that was after like we sent a response saying, these are the things that are not true. This so, is the truth. And there was no apology. There was no recanting things. There was no, oh, we got this wrong. There wasn't any of that. And then the one place that some of that was actually revealed in the IG Live, they deleted it. And yeah. the one place where they defamed me a ton, and then they then it like people can clearly see that there is distortion, that there is lies. Well, it just didn't look well upon them, so it was deleted. So but I have a copy of that. And um, so we have no other option but to file a lawsuit. Because I remember talking to my daughter, how much is our reputation worth? And she said, whatever it takes, Dad. Because this is completely false. So, yeah, whatever it takes. you have your older kids, when they had, yeah. I just want to make something clear. Stell in the video is a complete liar. We saw her maybe a few times and she was a ready adult. I'm pretty sure she was 21 when we visited that church and she didn't attend to that church for sure. And everything about the video makes no sense at all because my parents should not be involved in it. They don't deserve that. They have a parenting program and a podcast. It's called Courageous Parenting and it's hurting it. And which is really hard to watch because that is God's ministry and it's hurting God's image. My parents, parenting is nothing like in the video and I told my dad this I will go into court if we have to I will say something to make it right to make sure that everybody knows my parents aren't like that they don't deserve to be called like that and we don't know who Stell is I let them have a lot of influence in my life for sure because I respect them that way and I do listen to all of their advice because I want to learn from them because they are just amazing and just how I see all the people that we meet and all of our friends want to get information from them and wisdom and want to learn about their parenting and marriage life and all that stuff is really cool and really powerful. And I look up to them and strive to be that way when I'm older and have a family. What's interesting about their video is that they are claiming to want to bring the truth into the light. Yeah. And right now, we have just brought the truth into the light. So what are you going to do about it? So we have tried to solve this amicably. We've given responses. We have now done a video response. Um, and there's been no admittance of wrongdoing or an apology from Brenda. God is gray. And so now we are pursuing a lawsuit. Unfortunately, that's the case. The cost of inaction is way too high. This has jeopardized our reputation, our kids' reputation. They've been harassed on social media. To the t the revenue is down. The time and cost of doing this, we're already about $20,000 And that's it. actually prevented us from doing more ministry. And right? that's the biggest thing, which is hurting the ministry God has blessed and called us into. Mm -hmm. And it has a forever negative imprint on that on the internet which is much of the ministry is online. So this right. is detrimental. So would you stand with us? If you feel like Christians mm -hmm. need to stand for what's true in today's uncertain world, here is an example of standing for truth and we need your help. Would That's you stand right. with us? 
You guys, I just want to read to you from Ephesians 5 because this passage was really, um, this verse was really incredibly encouraging to Mm -hmm. me. I recommend that you read all of chapter 5, but in verse 11 it says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Mm -hmm. And we have exposed the truth. Right. Yeah. And we are in a position where we're looking at the time, the cost, the emotional turmoil, the relational issues, all the things. And we're going, this has to stop. This has has to to stop. stop. We just want to be reimbursed if there's uh, money from the lawsuit for our costs involved Mm -hmm. and anything beyond that we would donate to a charity and we're inviting you to choose that charity with the link below or at courageousparenting.com donate and you'll see a link there to give us thoughts about where the money should go and it just needs to help women or women and children Mm -hmm. and it's super important yeah that's really heavy on our hearts right now so we would also ask that you guys would be praying for us because this has been a real discouragement to us right I think that discouragement would definitely (laughs) label everything that we have walked through in the last last four months um, regarding dealing with this has just been devastating. And so... And we need your help. So that might be donating 10 bucks. It might be 50 bucks. It might be $500. There might be some people out there uh, that could do 10,000. We need your help. Mm-hmm. And together we can stand for truth and allow biblical truth to continue. But at this point, it's very, very challenging. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.